Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now let's get to the show. One of the reasons that we lean on you is we need help keeping up with these ever-changing laws and rules about our retirement. AARP published seven ways retirement will be different in 2024. Some of these ways include Social Security, Medicare, RMDs. The retirement age is going up. So when you talk to your clients and the families that you serve, what are they most focused on when it comes to changes to their retirement? It really depends what stage of life they're in. If they are just getting ready to retire, all of these matter. Um, If you are 72 and you think you have an RMD, you don't, right? So that changes for you. You know, RMDs are now age 73, where for me it's 75. Of course, tax deductions are big, but if you can't overcome that standard deduction, you're probably taking the standard deduction. And then, of course, Medicare and Social Security are intertwined. And, you know, if you make too much money, you pay more for Medicare, right? They don't consider it a tax, but people who make more money pay more taxes, and those who make more money pay more for Medicare. So I think what they're focused on are, you know, if we're doing tax planning, right? Social Security and Medicare are huge. And, you know, if we're doing Roth conversions, all of those factor into that. But, you know, I'd say the, you know, the ways retirement will be different in 2024 is, hey, we're in an election year. You know, everybody's senses are you know heightened and everybody's focused on this election that we have 10, 11 months to wait for. Yay. And Yay. we did a we did a screenshot of the last hundred years. And what a lot of people don't realize about an election year, typically we have better market performance in an election year the last hundred years. So it doesn't matter what what it is. Is it a Republican or a Democrat president? Doesn't matter. It's just basically on average, the market overperforms by about two or three percent in an election year cycle. So a lot of people are afraid of election years, where in reality, this the data is it should be a good year for the market, which is kind of counterintuitive, you know, of, of today's modern election cycles. Um, so a lot of times people will want to be on the sidelines during an election period where really you should be in, you should be full in. So um, one of the things that we try to do is a lot of education, right? So at McPherson Financial Group, one of the things I see, Mark, on the age 65, when should I turn on my Social Security? You know, mm-hmm. should I do it at 62? Should I do it at 65? Should I do it at 67? Should I wait till age 70? And then when should my wife turn hers on? A lot of that is very, very dependent on are they planning on retiring and fully retiring when they start uh, their Social Security? If they don't fully retire and they're going to work part time, that can affect when we would recommend them to start taking. Because if you are not at full retirement benefit on your uh, Social Security benefit, your income could actually reduce that Social Security payout. So there's a lot that we do in factoring when to turn on Social Security. Our software systems, we can put actually in there when they want to do it. So if they want to turn it on at 62, we can compare that with 65 or 67 or 70 and really show them actually in our software what is best for their situation. A lot of changes to Social Security. We've talked a lot about that over the past couple of weeks here on The Art of Money. If you missed anything, we invite you to check out The Art of Money podcast. It is available across all podcast platforms. Or if you just want some assurance about your Social Security, 321-425-8550. Art McPherson, I'm glad you brought that up. The age 65, because this year over 12,000 adults will turn 65 every single day. By 2025, more than 4 million adults will be the age 65 or older. Elizabeth O'Brien tells CBS News that the age 65 doesn't have to be viewed as a deadline as much as it once did. 
if you love what you do, there is no reason to stop at 65. You know, there are financial benefits and cognitive benefits for continuing to work. So I would say absolutely keep working. Now, maybe you've had enough. Maybe you're ready to retire, but you still want to do something. There's a lot to be said for downshifting into a part-time job. How do you, how do your clients, the families, how do they view that age, that milestone birthday of 65? Well, if they've retired before 65, they've either been on COBRA or they've been on Obamacare, and they can't wait to get to 65. <laughs> I made mean, a joke, right? When you're growing up, it's like you want to be you know, 15 or 16 so you can drive. Then you want to be 18 so you can you know, do some other things, and 21 so you can do some other things. And then you don't want to be anything else, but now people want to be 65. So it really depends. If you're still working, right, you're probably on the you know, your work's health plan, so not much will change for you. But at a certain point, you know, in our eyes, you're going to stop working. I have clients tell me they are not and they're going to work forever, but it's not going to be in the same capacity. It's not going to be the same job. It's not going to be for as many hours. So I don't think 65 is a deadline. I think it's a milestone and it's probably the last milestone when it comes to any benefit or guarantee or you can do something different than everybody else at age 65. So stop at 65. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the things that we look at here in the office, Mark, is when you hit 65, that's kind of that lovely year you turn on your Medicare, right? So all those healthcare costs that you've been worried about in retirement prior to age 65, um, you now can have your Medicare. What a lot of people don't realize is your Medicare supplement pricing is based on your income. So a lot of people don't know that. There's a thing called IRMA, and what IRMA is is a testing schedule that says if you earn over this amount, then your Social Security supplement price will go up. So it starts at around $174 a month, but you may actually, based on income, go as high as $500 a month. So a lot of our planning around taxation, one of the the things Mark does a lot is he'll look at those IRMA rules and see whether or not it makes sense to do Roth conversion, things along those lines factoring and also Irma as a guideline. Let's talk about that for a second. We talk about the age 65 and some of the things that we should be doing or thinking about, but I want to talk about who walks through the doors at the McPherson Financial Group. Let's really hone in on the families and the people that you serve, Art McPherson. Who are you reaching out to? Well, one of the things that we focus on primarily right now is somebody who is within five years, we call it the retirement red line of retiring, right? So they may be Uh, wanting to retire at 60 or 65, if they're within that five-year window of really planning and preparing for retirement, there's a lot that needs to be done. There's a lot of planning that goes into that to make sure they can have that retirement income that they need to have. So that's kind of our, our perfect world, so to speak. Now, we also have clients that'll come in that are 10 years prior to retirement or 15 or 20, but that doesn't mean that we can't help them and prepare for that period. It's just they are clients that are doing even more planning and they have a longer duration to do that planning so we can really help them magnify that next 15, 20 years prior to that retirement time. 321-425-8550. One of the conversations you're going to have is about a tax strategy. We're in it now, tax season. And some people have found that the best tax strategy for retirement is a moving van. The state of California lost more than 750,000 residents over the last three years because of that tax rate. Adults are fleeing to lower tax states like Texas, Tennessee, and the great state of Florida. Moving to escape taxes may be a little extreme, 
But what are some of the other ways to limit high taxes when you retire? I wouldn't say it's extreme. I mean, look at Elon Musk is doing it. Uh, Phil Mickelson's doing it. I mean, a lot of these are people with a lot of money, of course. But, you know, for us average Joes, you know, if you could save 10, 12, 13 percent a year in retirement just from taxes by avoiding these certain tax states, it could be a huge impact on your retirement. And some other ways we look at to limit high taxes in retirement Right. It depends. You know, there's plans that go into place that say I'm going to pay taxes today because I think they're going to be higher later. Right. These are the Roth conversions. Right. Consider doing Roth conversions. The 22 percent, the 24 percent right now, those tax brackets, I think, are a gift. Right. And they consider investments that aren't taxed as ordinary income. Right. Open up that Warren Buffett bucket where you could pay capital gains tax. The majority of the Americans pay zero to 15% on capital gains tax. Now, Warren Buffett pays 20% plus the Medicare surcharge, but he's probably in a different tax bracket than the rest of us. So there are ways to limit some of the expenses based on taxes in retirement and hopefully even get you tax free for the rest of your life. 321-425-8550 for somebody that maybe is just checking out the art of money for the first time here. They're new to Florida or maybe they're just visiting, listening this weekend what makes Florida such a special place to retire, especially the Space Coast? So one of the things I love about Florida is I can ride my Harley in February in a T-shirt at times. You know, sometimes I might have to throw a flannel on or something like that. But I have a lot of family and friends that their motorcycles don't move when it hits August. You know, they go back in because it's snow and ice and sleet and blah, blah, blah. It was funny. This last month or so, we've had rain and not a lot of sunshine and i was like golly this is kind of like real winter here i'm like kind of bummed out about this it was it was dark and rainy (laughs) yeah it's normally i mean we'll have a cold day so it'll be 50 degrees but yet the sun's out and it's beautiful and it's bright and you know you just don't get that kind of winter depression period you know it's just always beautiful we live in such a great state we have some of the lowest taxes in, in all the states that are out there so we have had a huge amount of influx in florida So if you look at our housing market versus the national averages, we've held up a lot better um, because we have so many people coming to our area. And then we have, you know, everybody kind of said the free state of Florida, right? During all the COVID, we weren't as good as South Dakota. South Dakota never shut down at all, but we only shut down for a very brief time uh, and then started to reopen. And they had like 25%, 50%, things like that. But um, we've done a pretty good job of not restricting Uh, our businesses and our companies and individuals. And a lot of people like to move here because of that. 321-425-8550 are always available at artofmoneyradio.com. And we've always talked about the emotions. The emotions of living in Florida makes people happy, but emotions can really interfere with our retirement planning. There was a Nobel Prize winning psychologist that said we make financial decisions based on 90% emotion and 10% logic. So, Luke McCarty, do you find this true for some of your clients? Like, how do you handle this when they get overly emotional? Yes, most definitely. So we are human, right? Our clients are human. We Our emotions get involved. We mentioned earlier that the election cycle is happening right now. That's emotional for some people, if not most people. If the market's down 20 or 30%, that's very emotional for people, you know, like 2022. But what we've done to take the emotion out of it for ourselves, for Art and myself, when it comes to making trades and making decisions based on the stock market and the economy is we have our economic indicators in house right now. They are all positive, right? The last time all of our economic indicators were positive was 2021. Now I can't make the comparison between the stock market and 21, 
it was up 25, 30%. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's how strong the economy was back then. That was post COVID. It was a lot of free money, a lot of pumping, but we're back to where the, those times were when it comes to the economic growth of our country. And that's typically a lot different, Mark, than what you see in the news, right? So there's all kinds of crazy stuff going in the news right now, and it can make you skewed and think, oh my gosh, when I go to the grocery store, you know, three years ago, I bought a box of Cheerios. It was $4. Right now it's $7.50. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the the actual amount of food inside of a lot of these boxes and containers, you've talked about that, you know, shrinkflation um, have actually diminished, but the prices themselves are way up. You know, they're up a lot more than 15 or 20%. That's like, you know, that box of cereal example is almost 100% inflation. You go to the drive-thru, right? You got to get something quick for the kids because you're going to Orlando to watch the solar bears, whatever. <laughs> you're... Um, you used to be able to buy a Big Mac meal for six or seven dollars. Now you buy a Big Mac meal and it's ten to twelve dollars. You know, so um, that is hitting the average consumer hard. You know, and they don't even measure those food prices in the inflation data. So you go try to buy a house. You know, three years ago, you could have financed a house at three and a half percent. I ran some scenarios for a couple who was looking at buying. And uh, we ran the numbers at the time, and they were going to buy a $500,000 home and do their normal 10% down um, kind of a thing. And it was coming out to about $2,800 a month for them to buy a $500,000 home. Just six months later, when interest rates had started to move dramatically, not even where we are today, um, that same home, no price changes, no increases on the actual structure at all went from $2,800 to $4,400 a month. And it was just strictly interest rates. So everything has gotten more expensive the last three years across the board for the consumer. Um, We at least have seen the gas prices have come down off of their highs at 450, Mm -hmm. kind of trailed back now about the $3 range. Anytime you can kind of put some leveling of anything in there, that'd be nice, right? And it's helped the economy quite a bit. But we're talking about growing. Um, So the economy is supposed to grow at about 1.5% this year. And it is a good sign that all of our indicators are positive because it's been a while. Luke and I, the last two years, have waited for that. We've had some three, some four, but this is the first time they've all been five. So the odds are, you know, right now, it doesn't mean there'll be five at the end of the year, but they are right now. That means we should have a market that's pretty healthy right now. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art. 